You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday the first weekday after the major Anthony Davis trade went down. We're still kind of sorting things through it all, and I'm here to help you out with all of it because some of this is quite confusing. We're going to look at a couple of things in today's podcast where we talk about the timing of the trade. When is it going to be official? When is it going to get done? Because there are serious salary cap, uh, salary cap ramifications with that. We're also going to get a bit of a clearer idea of some of the picks involved in this, the protections involved in them, and why all of this might not hinge on whether the Pelicans or the Lakers want. It might hinge on a third team. So we're going to dive into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get to all of that, do listen to yesterday's emergency podcast if you have not already. It kind of lays down the negotiations that went on behind the scenes, what the deal is, the importance of some of those picks, as well as what's next. And it's going to give you a very good primer on just the overall big picture things of the Anthony Davis trade. I'm also on Locked On NBA today. We're doing a special crossover with me and Anthony Irwin, who co-hosts Locked On Lakers, discussing the deal, given our sides of the story. It's a really interesting look and we both agree it's a win-win so make sure you listen to the emergency podcast and make sure you listen to the crossover edition over on locked on nba today so let's start with the pick protections and the deal that we're still kind of seeing the basic framework of and nothing's official till they have a trade call with the nba which is going to be really interesting to see what date the trade is made official and we'll talk about that in just a moment here but right now the Pelicans get the fourth pick in Thursday's NBA draft and then no pick in 2020 in 2021 it's almost reverse protected the Pelicans get it if it's top eight top eight which is normally protected so the Lakers would keep it but if it lands in the top eight it goes to New Orleans if it doesn't it conveys to the Lakers or doesn't convey it just is the Lakers pick and doesn't convey and then it becomes an unprotected pick in 2022 so if it is top eight the Lakers get it no pick in 2022 and then it's an unprotected pick swap in 23 an unprotected first rounder in 2024 that the Pelicans can defer to 2025 there also might be some more coming because of the timing of the deal and the importance of that. So it's an interesting way to kind of do this. The Pelicans are very clearly not interested in next year's pick by not even including the 2020 pick in this. And they're not even really that interested in 2021. They are clearly planning and hoping the Lakers are not going to be good in the future and the picks become more valuable then. This is very long-term thinking from David Griffin from this organization, something we haven't seen a lot of over the recent history of this franchise. Cool to see them really planning ahead, really thinking ahead. And this is a good move by New Orleans. So that's the updated uh aspects of the picks, the protections when they may or may not be conveying to New Orleans. Now, the timing of the deal and what comes from that is the really interesting thing of this. And it's really complex. And if you like the salary cap, the CBA, this is a nerd's dream. 
but it's confusing and I want to help you make sense of it. So there's two options to do this deal because of the way you need the league new year to start. That comes on July 1. You have a moratorium period where you are not allowed to kind of really do any transactions or sign players during that time. You can verbally agree to things, but you can't make things official until the 6th. So for now, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, it sounds like the Pelicans and Lakers have agreed that this trade will be completed on July 6th. And Anthony Davis has a uh, trade kicker, so if he's traded, he gets some extra money that comes out of the receiving team's salary cap. It's $4 million so uh, right now. So this creates an interesting thing because if you complete the deal on July 6th, the Lakers, who will be drafting someone at four for the Pelicans, are not signing that player to a contract, meaning he can be traded right away. <clears throat> so the Lakers would be absorbing Anthony Davis into the cap space that they have. Because they have cap space, you don't need to make the salaries match. You can just basically take it in, while as the Pelicans need to have less than the outgoing salary from Anthony Davis, which is happening. You can kind of alleviate this a little bit if you're the Lakers by signing the fourth overall pick, then waiting the 30 days before you trade them. This is what happened with Kevin Love and Andrew Wiggins in the Cavaliers-Minnesota deal when LeBron James returned there. That had to take wait a little bit because you had to include the uh, salary from the fourth overall pick or the first overall pick in that instance in the trade to kind of make it work. If the Lakers want to save some salary cap space to use in free agency, which they do, well, then they want to sign that pick to a $7 million, whatever it is, contract and include that salary that they're sending out. It creates about $7 million in space for them. So here's what it means for the Lakers side of the salary cap, which I think is a really interesting thing here. And then the ramifications that are going to come from that. If the deal is done on July 30th, say they sign the fourth overall pick and then trade him a month later, meaning he would not play in summer league for New Orleans, they can have up to $32.5 million in cap space. That is enough to pursue a max level guy in these, this offseason, a guy like Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, or maybe Kawhi Leonard, guys they want to attract there to Los Angeles. If the deal gets done on July 6th, depending on what happens with AD's trade kicker, if he waves it or not and he's allowed to waive it, there's two options because they're not including the salary from the rookie that they would be signing in this deal. So because of that, the Lakers could either be at $23.7 million in cap space, which is significantly less than the 32.5, or it could be 27.7 if AD waves the trade kicker. So their cap space going into the offseason is, is anywhere from 23.7 million if it's done on July 6 with AD receiving his trade kicker, 27.7 million on July 6 if he waves the trade bonus. Or if the Pelicans wait to get this deal done until the end of July, they get that $32.5 million. Now, we don't know if the Lakers realized this was going to be the case or not because that is a range of outcomes and it significantly can impact how they operate in free agency. So if the Pelicans want to be petty and just be like, screw you guys, well, they can get just force the deal to be done on July 6th, you know, and either it's 23.7 or 27.7 for the Lakers. Screw your $32.5 million. Or, and what might happen, the Pelicans can try and 
get a little bit more value from Anthony, or for Anthony Davis in this trade and say, well, if you want us to wait, you better pay us for doing this for you. Whether that's future draft compensation, there's not a whole lot there, though, that the Lakers can offer given that most of it's controlled by New Orleans for like the next foreseeable decade almost. Maybe it's Kyle Kuzma. Maybe it's some of the other young second round picks, undrafted guys, young guys in general they have on the roster that they might want to try including to see if they're intriguing to New Orleans. But they might not be, and so it may or may not get done. So coming up in a moment here, we're going to look at the Pelican side of that, how it influences their salary cap sheet, and what maybe the best direction is for them. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about why it really might not be up to either of these two teams. Before we get to that, though, don't forget the Locked On NBA mock draft still going on. The Pelicans right now have two picks in there, one and four. They might end up with more. Learn more about the players they might take by listening to the Locked On NBA mock draft. It's going to give you some great insight that you are not going to get anywhere else. So again, the Locked On NBA mock draft running today and tomorrow before we wrap up. Learn more about the prospects in the draft. So we looked at the Lakers side of things and their salary cap and the three different numbers it could potentially land on just based off this trade alone. But what about the Pelicans? Because that's really the big concern for us here in New Orleans. Theirs is much simpler. If they get this trade done on June, July 6th or whenever, they basically have somewhere between 18 and $20 million in cap space, depending on kind of what you think about Jalil Okafor, some of these other guys. So there is no real reason for them not to wait or to wait. It just doesn't make a difference either way. They're kind of ending up with the exact same amount. With the number four overall pick and what they're going to go for, it comes to $20 million, $18 million, somewhere in that range. But New Orleans probably does have an interest, assuming they're keeping the fourth overall pick, and that's going to really lead into what's going to be talked about in the next segment, that they do want to get this done sooner rather than later. And that's Summer League. If you're drafting four overall, you probably want that guy playing with the team, practicing with coaches, and not being held out because he's technically under contract with another franchise. You want him there. That matters. Getting some chemistry with your teammates, having the coaches get a look at him and start planning and what they need to do, how they need to work, and not losing that month. It's a big development part of a prospect entering the NBA. So you want him there. So the Pelicans have all incentive to get this deal done sooner rather than later. Because <clears throat> I've been losing my voice for the past couple of days from talking so much. And so the Lakers are going to need to pay to get this done. There's no reason why New Orleans should just help them out because maybe you could say you want to do it to make Rich Paul and Clutch Sports happy. But I don't even know if they really care that much about all of that. They got their outcome and what they were really angling for. This matters to New Orleans quite a bit, you know, and it's the opposite of what the Lakers want. So there's definitely some conflict here. And this is why maybe they're going to end up offering some more. Kyle Kuzma could be in the mix, though it sounds like, you know, he's a future all-star, maybe head coach of the Lakers and guy in the front office and someone Jeannie Buss wants to go to dinner parties with. So maybe they don't include him in there, but they need to find a way to make it worth the Pelicans' while to delay this. It also, which again, we're going to talk about, might not even be up to either of these two teams. So the Pelicans are going to have their cap space. They kind of are set either way and it just depends on how much more they can get out of the Lakers if that's the route they want to go but I don't think the Lakers can offer that much more and that's why it might be up to a third team that really is going to influence all of this so we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a second 
So before we get to that, don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. We're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And by the way, there's a lot you're going to want to know about this team in the future. Get it from the experts here at Locked On Pelicans and subscribe to the podcast. So we've been talking about why the timing of the deal is actually really important, particularly to the Lakers, less so for New Orleans, but also important to them from the summer league angle, because frankly, why not? There's no reason for them not to get this done sooner rather than later, unless unless they're compensated for it. Lakers, you guys better pony up a little bit here. But it might not be up to either of these two teams. We know this deal is not completed till there's an official trade call with the NBA. For the NBA, for all intents and purposes, nothing has happened. Despite all the reporting, it's not like it's going to fall apart or anything like that. That would probably kill the Lakers from working with any other team in the league. But... I guess you never know. Anyway, so it's like it, you know, so the deal is still evolving very clearly. We have the minimum required stuff in there, the stuff that was reported yesterday and that we've talked about today, the players, the picks and all of that. But more stuff might get added or more likely things might get rerouted. So that fourth pick, which it doesn't sound like New Orleans is particularly enamored with, might get sent to another team, maybe in exchange for two picks or a future pick or what have you. And if it becomes a three-team deal, well, that third team is probably only going to agree to this because they want to get it done sooner than rather than later, too. They're not necessarily going to be okay waiting until July 30th, particularly if it is involving the fourth pick, and that team probably wants that guy in summer league. This is kind of a big thing here. Is it the end of the world if a guy misses Summer League? No. But another team's not necessarily going to want to wait because they also then kind of have things held up because of the way this deal's done and maybe can't make some moves in free agency that they want to and what have you. So by adding a third team to the mix, it gets very complicated, particularly if they are going to be an over-the-cap team or an under-the-cap team and how it's going to impact all of that. If you reroute Brandon Ingram and his salary, which is maybe what the Pelicans are going to be looking to do, well then, you've got to get him to that team sooner rather than later so that they can make other moves. And now it's not just about these two teams, the Lakers and the Pelicans, looking at everything and having their cap impacted by it. It's a multitude of teams and you can't just really kind of let a lot of that stuff out there linger. So it might not be up to either franchise. It might be up to a third franchise on how this deal truly goes down. And that's what makes this so intriguing. So yes, you know, the Pelicans would like to look to move the four pick. They probably like to move Brandon Ingram. I think they probably would like to keep Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball, to be honest. But they want to move some of this stuff. And I don't also necessarily think they want to move the four pick for two picks in this draft. Eight and 10 from Atlanta looks intriguing. Eight and 17 looks intriguing. But if you can get a future first, that's probably more important than in the draft this year. But if you can get a player, that might be even better. Bradley Beal, obviously the dream. Maybe the Houston Rockets and Clint Capella. That's a big that could fit very well next to Zion Williamson. Though I think the ideal big that you'd like is probably Brooke Lopez, but I don't know how realistic that's going to be. But you're going to look to move this and flip this. And as I said yesterday on the emergency podcast and various radio spots and TV spots, by the way, it was on fourth down on four on WWL last night, 
TV. So get a chance to watch that if you haven't. We've got some great insight onto what's going on with the teams now as well. That maybe you look for a guy like Clint Capella or other players that can make things happen right away. The Pelicans are looking to be competitive sooner rather than later. And adding a bunch of rookies to an already fairly young team now built around Zion Williamson Eh, it's less intriguing now that you've got some of these pieces back and your rebuilds accelerated a little bit more with the haul you're getting from the Los Angeles Lakers. So, and particularly because maybe you can sign one or two guys in free agency with the 20 million in cap space because I'm expecting Julius Randle to walk. So they have a lot of options open for all of this and they want to just kind of get everything figured out as do we frankly I don't think we want to be kind of hanging in the wind we want to know what this team is going to look like and start planning so a third team could get into the mix too they're going to have needs and wants to get a deal done and it's likely would be then a three-team trade versus just two teams and then another deal because then you can't flip players right away there's some complications with all of that and it's just a mess and it's complicated, and that's why this story's evolving, and that's what I was trying to say earlier before I get distracted about the other stuff. It's This is the beginning of everything. This is not the end of the Anthony Davis saga. It is just the beginning, something that really might go on for a decade. So we're going to see how all of this goes. There's going to be more coming out probably in the next day or two as we gear up and head towards the NBA draft. The Pelicans, in the meantime, going to be looking to bring some people in for workouts, I'm sure. Culture, fit, personality, all of that is is very important to David Griffin. They weren't getting workouts with any of the top prospects in the draft so far because they all knew Zion's going to go number one overall and those workouts can only hurt you. But now that they have the four pick, a lot of those players likely will be coming in because they do want to be drafted fourth overall. So we're going to see where it goes. Going to be a lot more news coming and we'll see about this finalization date for the trade July 6th July 30th or after that really intriguing and a lot of moving parts with that that are important to a lot of different parties which always makes things more complicated so that's going to do it for this edition of locked on pelicans thank you all for listening if you're a new listener please subscribe to the podcast and support us you get this five days a week subscribing giving it a five-star rating helps keep this free for you all as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.